0: Welcome in. You may notice we have a, uh, a little bit of a different type of music for you. You may notice that uh, things are a little different. Uh, we are now no longer the First Down Fantasy Football Podcast. We have rebranded. We are now the Triple Play Fantasy Football Show. We rebranded into the Triple Play Fantasy uh, Dynasty, if you will. And uh, we are the Triple Play Fantasy brand. So, uh, we have a little new intro, but we still got the same peeps. I'm joined by John Van Eden and Eric Mendelssohn. What's going on, fellas? What's good, what's, uh, good, what's I,
1: good, I counted, if you took a shot for every time you said triple play fantasy, uh, we would have taken three in that 10-second range.
0: Well, it's a good thing people don't play drinking games to our show, at least that we know of. Um, how are you guys holding up during this quarantine?
2: I haven't noticed a difference. Do you guys normally go out and do stuff on the weekend?
1: No. I will say uh, – go ahead, Eric. No, I was going to say uh, I enjoy uh, sleeping and doing the same thing that I do every week or every day.
0: Uh, I was going to say I, Amanda and I actually ordered alcoholic beverages from a nearby local spot, and uh, we sat and we, had, uh, we drank and hung out for a little while. It was actually a little different for us because usually, like, if we do that, we'll go out. Um, but we're just trying to live quarantine life to the fullest at this point, you know, just make and do what we can. Um, but uh, for our listeners, this is obviously this is the first football show we've done in a little while. We're here today. We want to break down um, some draft stuff. We're here. The draft just happened um, this past week. So we want to kind of just break down some winners and losers and some possible uh, players you might want to draft or stay away from for fantasy Um, So, without any further ado, let's hop into our news and notes. All right, so our first little bit of news is New England Patriots fullback James Devlin announced his retirement from football on Monday, citing unforeseen complications from neck surgery that sidelined him for the majority of the 2019 season. Devlin, you know, is the, is the uh, Patriots fullback, often uh, was vulturing goal line carries away from various Patriots running backs. Uh, very kind of melancholy ending to his career. Uh, John, will you have any fond memories of James Devlin? I mean, who doesn't
2: have fond memories of a fullback rumbling and stumbling, you know, breaking three tackles to go a yard and a half? It, it's, it's a wonderful time.
0: Eric, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Do you have any memories of James Devlin?
1: Uh, you probably touched on it. Uh, I probably owned a New England running back at one point, and when they were on the one, I was like, oh, he's going to get a short touchdown, and Devlin vultured it.
0: Uh, I think also people forget he had that really cool uh, neck plate in the back of his jersey. Very cool when the fullbacks were the neck plates. Um, Other bit obviously news. Obviously didn't help. The... Deadline for NFL teams to option the fifth year on rookie contracts for their 2017 first-round picks is about a week away. Um, teams could have begun this process on December 30th of 2019 um, to, uh, to extend rookie deals uh, for players in the 2017 draft to have these fifth-year options. Um, the window closes on May 4th at 11.59 p.m., fifty-nine fifty-nine seconds. Uh, some players that right now have not – been extended include Mitch Trubisky Leonard Fournette Corey Davis Mike Williams John Ross and then of course big timers like Deshaun Watson and Patrick Mahomes uh, Eric I'm going to take the quarterbacks out of it you see anybody from the group I just named Mitch Trubisky um, Leonard uh, Fournette Corey Davis Mike Williams John Ross anybody in that group that you think will definitely get that fifth year option
1: Well, it's funny because you said take the quarterbacks out, and then you said Mitch Trubisky. That's that's on purpose
0: because he's not a quarterback.
1: Good quarterbacks. Uh, I don't see anyone getting that um, extension. I think a lot of them have been bust, except for Fournette, and his name was out in trade talks. I think with this situation, you fall on one end of the spectrum of the Mahomes and Watson where they're going to get paid. It's just a matter of how much and then the others where the team doesn't feel like they, get the, they got the return on for drafting them and aren't willing to commit.
0: John, is there anybody from that list that sticks out to you between I mean, Corey Davis, Mike Williams, John Ross, or Mitch?
2: No, I think teams are also just afraid to uh, continue. They just never want to seem to pay anybody ever, so why would they sign an option to pay somebody?
0: Fair enough, fair enough. Um, So, guys, we are, again, this is a draft kind of recap show, so I think we need the right music. So we are looking at three winners and three losers, both teams and players, from the 2020 NFL draft. Uh, Before we get into it, guys, wasn't that just – I think that was needed from every sports fan in the country. It just was a taste of, like, football and normalcy again. Did you guys find yourselves enjoying the draft more than normal? Oh, yeah, because
1: I bet a lot of money because there aren't other sports to bet on.
2: <laughs> I enjoyed watching Goodell's slow descent into insanity where it, it seemed like by the second hour of every every day, he just gave up and couldn't even stand anymore.
0: Did anybody think it was hilarious when he had the M&Ms and he, <laughs> he tried to make humor out of it? He's like... Yes, for those that have noticed, this M&M jar is lower than it started. I I lost it when that happened. I actually (laughs) did. Cracking up. Oh, you have to look it up. It was hilarious. Um, So we're going to start first with the team aspect. Um, And we're going to each go one at a time. Uh, So, Eric, give me your first team that you feel benefited from this draft.
1: Uh, The first team I think that benefited is the Colts. They didn't have a first-round pick. Uh, they traded it for DeForest Buckner, who I miss, who is an absolute stud. Uh, they got Jacob Eason. Uh, they got a couple receivers. I love what Chris Ballard's doing for, you know, a team that's that he took over a really bad position for an Andrew Luck retiring. Um, I, I don't think that they do anything flashy, but I think they're very efficient.
0: John, who is one of your teams?
2: I had the Dolphins. They spent all season tanking for Tua. They did a little bit better, and they were worried they were going to lose Tua. And then Tua gets hurt, and then they end up getting him anyway. So I think really someone they had their eyes, their sights set on since the beginning of last season um, really paid off for them.
0: Yeah, I, I have the Dolphins as one of my winners, too. And I, just to expand on that point, uh, I think Chris Greer did a great job. Um, he added so many pieces for his O-line to protect Tua when he does step on the field. And then also, uh, I believe it was the last day of the draft, or maybe it was the day after the last day, he traded for Matt Breida for a fifth-round pick. And I think that him and Jordan Howard is not a bad tandem, especially because I assume it will probably be a short-term tandem before they'll draft a running back maybe next year. But I think you have kind of the thunder and lightning aspect with both of them, Um, a retooled offensive line. You've got some good pass catchers that I really like what they did um, in the draft. Uh, Eric, who's your second one? My second
1: one is the Cowboys. And I think getting C.D. Lamb where they did is a steal. Um, and they got uh, um, Trayvon Diggs as well. But I have it as a win from this aspect. I think now they have the leverage over Dak Prescott because they have three really good receiving weapons, a good offensive line, an athletic uh, tight end and Blake Jarwin, and uh, top five running back in Ezekiel Elliott. So I think if Dak Dak Prescott plays the year on this franchise tag and doesn't take them far in the playoffs, that he's not going to get paid what he's thinking and that they can put another option in there and surround him with good weapons.
0: John, what's another winner for you?
2: I have, and this is contrary to everyone, I have the Oakland Raiders as big winners. What a soccer. They wanted to go big on offense. They went big on offense. And if everybody was able to correctly judge draft gr- grades immediately the day after, then, you know, everybody would be a GM. You know, every uh, Joe Schmo with a website, including us, would be a GM. So everybody's saying they, they don't like their picks. Well, why don't we just watch? Hey, John, and, uh, do you like
1: how they reached for a cornerback with a third-round
2: grade? At he six? had a second-round grade, Eric. And also, there's a lot of judgment on – because Mike Mayock's not talking up some of these guys on the NFL network to maybe they, they <laughs> slip under people's radars when they wouldn't normally.
1: When they showed his uh, his highlights, I swear everything they showed was him holding.
2: You're, you're a hater, Eric. He actually he, he only gave up two completions a game with uh, a kuda on the other side. So I think that's pretty good. Two completions um, with an average target. Uh, an average target. Uh, five yards so he gave up 10 yards a game
0: i think I, I was it gary and conley and then they draft another corner in the last like year or two that have failed
2: david i mean haven't the chiefs drafted a bunch of <laughs> abusers and and women beaters <laughs> <laughs> I can't even come back from that oh boy all right well i'm gonna move on to the Eric, you
0: took one of mine also with the Cowboys. Again, the one thing I'll add for that, obviously they got CeeDee Lamb and Trayvon Diggs, but they also um, took a defensive tackle on Gallimore, who had highly rated uh, grades. And then they also got Travis Frederick's replacement, Tyler uh, Beatiz, um in the uh, third round. So I think that they picked up a lot of good pieces for that. Their offense is going to be filthy, um, Dak Prescott for I, I think is gonna be right after Lamar Jackson and Patrick Mahomes. He's probably gonna be the number three quarterback taken in most fantasy drafts just because of the amount of weapons he has. Um I just I think it's hard. I'm not even like a NFC East fan and hate the Cowboys. I just think the Cowboys are just like it, it just pains me to see them doing so well because they'll just be talked about all over the the public airwaves. Um and then I'm gonna take the last one first because I don't have to just piggyback on someone else's. Uh, the Ravens, I thought, did a great job. Um, I loved what Ravens GM Eric DaCosta did taking Patrick Queen on day one. He's been compared to a uh, Ray Lewis Jr. Um, he's just a fast, a uh, little bit undersized running or a uh, linebacker that's just going to be a ball hawk and chase down defender or chase down offensive players, make a lot of tackles. And then day two, I, I was surprised they took J.K. Dobbins, but. When he fell that far, it was just it became the best player available. Uh, I think next year he's going to be one of the best players to take in fantasy. I think it might be a little hesitant to take him this year with Mark Ingram there. Um, and then under the radar was Devin uh, Duvernay, uh, DuVernay from Texas, who is another good wide receiver to add to that dynamic offense. Um, and I loved John Harbaugh's reaction to getting those guys. So I, I think the Ravens had a really good draft. Um John, why don't you tell us your third team?
2: Um, it, it's another obvious one, but the Bengals, uh, besides just Joe Burrow, they, they also got him a receiver. And it's, it's really just the start of something over there, they hope. Um, we'll see how it turns out. I've never been sold on one hit wonders but, um, or LSU number one quarterbacks, uh, but we'll, we'll see what happens as it progresses. And you can't really fault them for picking the, the go-to number one guy.
0: Fair enough, Eric. What about you? Uh, I really like the
1: Skins draft. I think Chase Young is a similar situation like Bosa last year, where the best player isn't going to go or isn't number one. And, uh, you know, the, the team that picks second is fortunate to get him. I think the Skins are going to have a top 10 defense next year. Um, but I also like them getting Antonio Gibson, the wide receiver from Memphis, from Memphis. Uh, another wide receiver, Antonio gandy golden from liberty um very athletic guy i, I think with first year coach ron rivera i, I think they just kind of played it safe
0: fair enough all right let's move to uh the draft halls that we did not like we load them we question them did not make any type of sense um before we start i just want to say yes or no both of you guys did you both have the packers and the eagles on there
2: uh, I had I had, I, I had the Eagles.
0: <laughs> I figured at least you all would have at least one of those. So um John, I'm gonna start with you. Um give us the first team that's on your list and why you felt they did bad during the draft.
2: Well I I said it already, David, it's the Eagles.
0: <laughs> Go ahead and tell us why.
2: I do I need to. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, um it it's not a good good sign uh, taking a quarterback that early for, for no reason. And then they also reached on a wide receiver. Uh, it really was just, it didn't seem like they had a plan going in.
0: Yeah. I mean, since they're on my list too, just to echo that, I, I, I don't understand why they took Jalen Rigger over Justin Jefferson. I, I was shocked. I know Jalen Rigger is a vertical threat and Justin Jefferson's more of a slot guy, but you saw Justin Jefferson, he's a monster. Um and then in the second round to take Jalen Hurts, I, I mean, if you want to make him a taste in the hill, but you're going to take him in the second round and not only add pressure on Carson Wentz and have you know him feeling like he has someone breathing down his neck, every single time he makes a mistake, you're going to have the fans of Philly booing and wanting Jalen Hurts to come into the game, which is going to wreck his confidence. But he's also in the first year of $128 million contract extension. So it's not like they can just scrap it and move on. Um, I don't understand
1: The only one that thinks that Jalen Hurts was a good pick
0: In the second round I I heard this today I think if you want to take a backup quarterback You take him in either the first round Like a Jordan Love and you have him learn For a few years Or you take him in like the fourth, fifth, whatever round Later on where they're built more of a project If you take someone in the second round I think that's kind of a no man's land For a quarterback that you want as a backup Um, I I think it's each
1: Go of the Carl seasons have ended in injury, and even though some have been a concussion or uh, you know fractured back, I mean he's he gets dinged up a lot. So rather than have McCown play, I, I think you know you're getting a quarterback that you know you can fit in the Doug Peterson system. I actually like the pick for where it's at.
0: I'm not a fan of having this in the second round, and I I don't I understand having a backup that's capable, but There's also a lot of questions about if Jalen Hurts could actually be a, a regular passer in the NFL. I know there's the Lamar Jackson mold and some of these guys that are dual threats, Taysom Hills of the world, but is Jalen Hurts a good enough passer to even be a threat passing the ball? You know, Lamar Jackson, his first year, you look at him and how much he struggled passing the ball and how much it killed him against the Chargers, and then eventually he put in the work to become a really good passer this past season. Not saying Hurts can't do that, but Hurts... I think that he shown in college, I mean, he got benched for Tua in college. So he didn't even keep his starting job in, job in college and had to transfer. I think a little bit of a questionable pick on my end to take a second-round pick, especially when you have so many holes at other positions. But, again, that's that's up for debate for different people. Um, uh, Eric, let's, who's your pick? Uh, well, you already touched on it, the
1: Packers. Um... I mean, they made it to the NFC Championship game last year, and their first pick they trade up for Jordan Love after uh, signing Rodgers to a pretty lucrative extension the past couple of years. Then take a running back. Don't address receiver help at all. And they made it to the, like I said, they made it to the NFC Championship game where they got whacked by the Niners, and their main thing was they didn't have another playmaker. So we would, you know, bracket, Devonte Adams and stuffed the box against Aaron Jones and there was nobody else that could beat us and why they failed to address that at all is beyond me.
0: Did you question, because I had them on my list as well, did you question why they took A.J. Dillon in the second round or did you think that was a good pick?
1: No, I don't think that was a good pick. I think Aaron Jones proved that he was a great running back. He was durable. Um, you know, they have Jamal Williams. LaFleur doesn't even play one one running back the entire time. So I'm very confused as to why they spent a second-round pick.
0: And it's interesting because A.J. Dillon also has minimal pass-catching ability, but I had heard uh, – A.J. Dillon projects to be like a Derrick Henry. They have the same exact measurables, height and weight, athleticism, and he comes from Tennessee. That's where he came from as their offensive coordinator before he came to Green Bay. Um, People were saying that he wants to recreate the Titans – and take the ball out of Aaron Rodgers' hands and just hand off Aaron Jones to A.J. Dillon. Um, I mean, Jamal Williams, if he still gets a role, that they just want to be a, a run-the-ball-down-your-throat team and play defense, even though I don't know if they have the personnel for defense. But um, I just found it interesting the way the Packers are going, and they're just basically just minimizing Aaron Rodgers' role um, and phasing him out in a sense, so um very confused on their draft as well um john who's your second one
2: uh well i it wasn't as much draft related but i feel like i just wanted to address it cuz i feel like everyone's losing their mind um the the saints re-signing taysom hill to an extreme amount of money for somebody who is involved in six plays a game if that i i, I it's just crazy to me i don't get it i i don't understand the appeal of somebody who's thrown Less completions to the Saints than than Jameis Winston has. I mean, it, it's it's crazy to me.
0: Very agreed. I mean, why would you? Ha- I don't know why you would pay him that much money unless you see him as a the heir apparent. But I mean, it's it's very confusing over there. That's for sure. Um, Eric, who's your third one? Well,
1: my second one or is- second one. I have and and guys, feel free to chime in. Have you ever seen an organization that's as afraid to upset their quarterback as the Steelers are with Ben?
0: No, not with a competent one at least.
1: I mean, he's coming off essentially Tommy John surgery, is in his late 30s. Mason Rudolph looked like poop last year. Duck Hodges won a game in in, uh, um, L.A. Chargers where they essentially ran the entire game. Um, they didn't address quarterback this year. They got Chase Claypool from Notre Dame, who's a good receiver, and they drafted Anthony McFarlane. Shout out, Maryland Terps. But once again, they don't have a succession plan for Ben. And we saw that defense with Minka Fitzpatrick. That's, that's a championship-level defense, and you're wasting these years before you have to pay T.J. Watt and Fitzpatrick. And, you know, who knows if Ben's going to come back well. But I just don't understand not getting a quarterback to groom.
0: You remember the whole thing that came out that he wouldn't uh, help tutor the incoming quarterbacks like Mason Rudolph when he got drafted? I, I, I don't know. It's interesting because I thought they might draft Jalen Hurts. I saw that a, a lot of people connecting that to them. Yeah. Um, you're right. No, I, it is very weird. Um, John, who's your third team?
2: The third one and – Again, it's, a, it's a, a logic loop here. The Browns, it didn't look like a bad draft, but just knowing the Browns, I want to go on record and say it's a bad draft so at the end of the season I can look smart. <laughs> going out <laughs> on the limb on that hot take. <laughs> I, every, every, every other year it looks like they have a good draft and everybody, or a good offseason last year, and, and this, is, this is when I put it on the record. It was a bad draft. The players are going to stink.
0: All right, Um, and Eric, who's your last one?
2: My last one is the Bears.
1: So, uh, quick fact, Cole Komet's over-under draft line was 43-and-a-half, and And when it got to 43, our friend Brenton thought that he was safe because he took the over, and the Bears drafted Cole Komet. Guess how many tight ends the Bears have on their team.
2: Fifteen. Eleven.
1: They have ten. They have ten tight ends. I knew it was ten or eleven. Um and we just talked about before how bad uh, signing Jimmy Graham was. And this is ten after cutting Trey Burton. So I don't understand dressing uh addressing that position. And they didn't really do any they took a wide receiver in round five, but um I always felt like that was their weakest, you know, spot and instead of um, you know, O line help or another playmaker, they got a tight end and um, you know, I, I guess Retooling that defense But I think the Bears I, I know I said this last year I think they're on the decline Ryan Pace was at first a good GM But now it looks foolish
0: Bears are a mess That's for sure um, John, I'm sorry My last one is the Las Vegas Raiders I, I just don't get it I, I don't understand taking And, and You can be an unbiased Raiders fan for a second We all were like just stone-faced at the TV When they took Henry Ruggs over Jerry, Judy, and CeeDee Lamb John really wanted CeeDee Lamb for the Raiders. He,
2: he, I, looking at the stats, he, he has, um, he's pretty much you know, tied with him per targets. He has less, less drops percentage. He, um, half of his passes from uh, 10 to 20 yards ended in touchdowns. So uh, a slant god, and John Gruden loves running slants, and he'll have somebody a little bit faster than Renfro uh, finishing him this time.
0: And I, I, a lot of experts have Damon Arnez a huge reach. But the, I think the main point was on a weekend where the Broncos just retooled their entire offense and they have Cortland Sutton, they have Jerry Judy, they have Noah Fant, um, they have uh, Hamler, who's a burner from Penn State, they have Melvin Gordon. Um, the Chargers got drafted their franchise quarterback, whether you believe it or not um and took a couple nice players they have a good offense i I just think the raiders are just doing raider type things and i'm just i think they're more of a a blot on the afc west landscape as opposed to the other three teams just my opinion we'll we'll see you buddy (laughs) Um, they made
1: al davis happy with that rugs pick
0: they did um Let's quickly move now to the specific players that benefited and did not benefit from these draft picks. So, John, give us your three players that you feel like benefited the most.
2: Well, Judy, as you touched on, um, they believe Drew Locke. Uh, They believe in Drew Locke. They're going to sort of have that offense uh, centered around throwing the ball. Uh, I don't really think Melvin Gordon is as big of a, a haul as you seem to think. So I think it will be focused more on airing it out. Um, I also have uh Sony Michelle, who I don't think the the Patriots drafted one skill position player. Maybe I missed it, it was late, but um certainly he seems to still be the lead back even after a disappointing season. So uh look to him to turn it around. And then also uh, Derek Carr is the big winner. They didn't draft somebody to replace him. <laughs> and, and they really went all in on the offense. And uh, they're just going to be designing plays to show off all those receivers and the offensive weapon they got who played wide receiver, running back, and quarterback at Kentucky.
0: He's their Tyreek Hill. Right, John?
2: He'll, he'll, be, he'll be better. You know, he'll have oh. a, a cool head. You know, he won't be <laughs> I was waiting the be for far the far. joke. The he'll keep
1: being. his hands to himself.
2: <laughs> um, Eric, who are your
0: three?
1: So my first is J.K. Dobbins, and you touched on him earlier, but Ingram has had uh, over 1,500 carries in his career. Last year he had 15 touchdowns, and the Ravens had a, a NFL record, 3,296 rushing yards. So and Ingram said that he's excited to mentor Dobbins, so I think this is the perfect offense for him. I think if any anyone of Ingram, Gus Edwards, or Justice Hill um, gets hurt or is ineffective, that uh, Dobbins could have good fantasy value this year. My next is AJ Green Uh, sits out a full season, gets healthy now has a better QB, hopefully throwing him the ball. Uh, The Bengals get their first round tackle back Jonah Williams, who missed the entire first or entire season last year. Uh, And now has T Higgins uh, to take some pressure off of him. Uh, And especially after signing his franchise tag, I think if he has a decent year, Either he'll go to a contender or he'll get a decent contract. And then my last is Jared Stinham. Uh The Patriots didn't draft a quarterback. He looks like the starter going in. Um, I heard on Get Up this morning that Tom Brady last year took the most off days that he ever has. So Jared Stenum was running a lot of the first-team reps. So, um,
0: you know, it's looking like his job to lose. The next Jimmy Garoppolo? Mm, we'll see. Um. Good list, guys. Uh, mine, John touched on Jerry Judy. I think Drew Locke is one of the winners. Again, we touched on that whole offense he has, and he even used the little shrugs, the smug emoji on Twitter when uh, they drafted them, and they said, like, look at those weapons. So I think he, I think he's – I mean, he's set up for success. If he, he sucks, that's on him. Um, they have a lot of good pieces there. Um, Dak Prescott, again, maybe in fantasy it's going to be really struggling to have – these receivers, but for Dak Prescott, I mean, you got uh, C D Lamb, eight Amari uh, Cooper, Michael Gallup, Zeke, you got uh, Blake Jarwin, you also Dak Prescott can run. Um, I mean, he's, again, uh, his sky's the limit, I think, again, quarterback three off the board. And then my last one, you knew I was going to have to say it, Patrick Mahomes. I mean, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, I love him. He's a stud. He's my height. So I always root for the little guys. Uh, He is going to eat in that offense. Already Andy Reid already called him a better Brian Westbrook without him even playing a snap yet. Um, He's going to get all the catches and all the carries that Kareem Hunt was getting by some point midseason, if not in the beginning. Um, I think he's just going to be a top 10 running back this year. And and Mahomes is going to, you know, it's the difference between Damian Williams giving you a second and seven. Clyde Edwards-Hilaire running and giving you a second and two. And the things that Mahomes is going to be able to do with the uh, having a running back as a threat. Running the ball, not just catching the ball. Uh, um, Damian Williams is a god, David. We've been over this. Yeah, I love Damian Williams. Chiefs Hall of Fame. But he as a runner, he's not a good running back. He's a great pass-catching, receiving back. But as a running back and finding the holes, that's not his specialty. And Clyde Edwards-Hilaire can do it all. Damian Williams is a nice compliment, but I will apply to Edwards-Hilaire this year. Um, All right, Eric, start us off with three players that suffered from the draft. So my first is Marlon Mack. Uh,
1: The Colts upgraded uh, QB with Rivers and drafted one in Eason. So I think that they could be more of a throwing team. Uh, They also did draft Jonathan Taylor. um, So that just, you know, hurts Mack even more, who wasn't even durable to start. Uh, The second we touched on Aaron Rodgers, not only for the fact that he has job security, but he's 36 years old and he probably has three to four more prime years left. And I think the Packers are wasting it. And then the last is Cam Newton. Um, You know, it seems Jameis Winston is going to sign with the Saints. Um, You know, nobody's really looking into Cam. There were 13 QBs drafted in this class and eight before round five. So. Those likely look like locks to say. So, you know, barring injury, it, it seems that his market is very uh, pedestrian.
2: Okay. John, what about yours? Well, we touched on a little bit earlier. We probably touched on all of these guys, but I'm going to do a little bit of a new slant to it uh, to try and not be as repetitive. But Carson Wentz is a big loser. Um, he's going to be hearing the boo birds out in Philly the whole time. Plus, it makes me wonder if the doctors know something that – a little bit more than we do, and maybe he is actually as fragile if they're really drafted in the second round. <clears throat> Mark Ingram, I, I just can't imagine he keeps his workload the way it is uh, picking up a running back like that. that they're going to want to please the fans with the draft pick, so I I'm j- can't imagine that Mark Ingram gets nearly as many carries as he did this year, and considering Lamar Jackson gets a lot, that's just not a lot of carries to go around. And then lastly is Amari Pooper. Um, I think he's a big loser. Even last season when he had some great games with the Cowboys, he threw up some big goose eggs. He has been known to disappear. And I think with one more mouth to feed, throwing the ball, that's even more room for him to just sort of disappear. Did you say Amari Cooper, right? I I said Amari Pooper.
0: (laughs) I I figured you – any – X-Raider, I know you want to take a shot at because they're traitors, right?
2: N- nothing wrong with him. He just disappears very often. <laughs> he'll go for 150 yards, and then the next two games he'll go for 25.
0: I'm going to trademark the nickname for him, Magician, since he disappears. <laughs> um, those are good lists. I-, I have my first one as kind of a combo of carry Johnson and, like Eric said, Marlon Mack. Those are two guys that you would have thought going into the draft that had secure roles as number one backs for those teams. But with uh, DeAndre Swift and Jonathan Taylor in town, those guys are now either going to be a severely big backup role or probably just be almost you know, useless. I, I think in the Colts case, I would be surprised if it's not Naheem Hines that's the third down back and Marlon Mack's phased out completely. And maybe carry on does still get some work for Detroit. Um, but those guys, I mean, if, if you're drafting today, do you even draft carry on Johnson and Marlon Mack is more of a later round handcuff at this point? I, I
1: actually kind of like carry on because I think the reduced workload could be good for him because I feel like he's a he's a more efficient back with, you know, limited uh, snaps.
0: I mean, he gets hurt. He's been hurt every year almost since college. Like he just has a, a, such a bad injury history. I don't. I think I'm touching Carry on Johnson unless I draft Swift and I want him as the handcuff. But I'm not confident about him. Um, my next one is uh, Jordan Howard. Um, it looked like after the draft that he was going to be the solo act in Miami, and you could draft him as an RB two, and he was going to just you know whether it, it was a great situation or not. You knew he was going to get the carries. There's no one threatening to take his job. He's probably good for you know six to eight touchdowns, probably going to give you, you know, 200 touches barring injury. Um, and then they trade for Matt Breida. And now it's, who do you dra- who do you draft if you're drafting a uh, Dolphins running back? Do you take Jordan Howard or do you take Matt Breida? Um, I think it's just a, such a coin flip between those two. Uh, I think he was a, a big loser. And then my last one is Devin Singletary, who showed that he had all the town in the world. Um, and then they took Zach Moss to take the Frank Gore rule and just eat away at his touchdowns. I think it's going to be Devin Singletary is kind of the 1A and Zach Moss is the 1B. Both of them are good running backs, but, I mean, can you feel confident starting either of those guys unless one of those guys gets hurt? Um, and then you also already have Josh Allen there, too, who last year inside the 10-yard line had 11 carries, um, had nine rushing touchdowns. So, I mean, I'm just scared of the whole Buffalo Bills backfield at this point. Um, I don't think Singletary is the guy they want to be at the goal line. I think that's Zach Moss and Singletary is probably going to be the, you know, the passing down and early work back. So I don't think it's a winning situation in any of those. Um, But yeah, those are just our thoughts for everybody. Um, We missed any that you feel um, that we did not touch on. Feel free to uh, send in some thoughts to our newly activated Twitter account is at trip play fantasy t-r-i-p-p-l-a-y f-a-n-t-a-s-y trip play fantasy uh eric's doing a great job running our twitter account and uh if you have questions or things that you want us to talk about in the shows feel free to to write to our twitter account and we'll make sure we touch on those um and then we also are on apple Pop- apple podcast right now um we weren't on them before, but now our podcasts are available through Apple Podcasts. So please leave us a five-star review, um, and please leave a rating for us. Uh, you know, we, we love that. We, it helps us grow, um, and we want this to keep expanding and growing. So we appreciate all you listening and, and helping do that for us. Um, you guys ready for the question of the week? Oh, yeah. Hit yeah. hey, Chris Brown. All right this week, our question is: We all watched the ESPN telecast of the draft. We also noticed that every single time Roger Goodell selected a player, position, or school, and announced those for each uh, prospect, ESPN would congratulate the player that he's a really good player. And now he would tell you they will tell you something that's really bad about that human being. So we're asking each other: What is the most depressing or weird? fact that you saw about a draftee that espn used so john i'm going to start with you
2: we all saw that the t higgins um oh this is a great player did this did that oh by the way his mom uh was an on and off drug addict for 16 years and he he said he was okay with it on twitter but i i feel like that's almost just telling the company line uh he's afraid to say something to espn and the nfl it's a little ridiculous. It's supposed to be one of the happiest days of this guy's life. And you're almost like dragging his mom's name through the mud. Do you feel like that ESPN asked each prospect to say one bad thing about them, like in their
0: life, like it was like coming that fell out on their like card.
2: I, it it must've been, it, but it was, it was just an odd choice to include it. You know, you have to expect somebody to be like, Oh, he's a valedictorian, a, a Supreme athlete. Oh, by the way, I'm going to tell you on live television, you were adopted. Did you know that? <laughs> <laughs> uh,
1: eric did your pick i picked uh laviska jr
0: you looked so, at my uh, notes you go ahead
1: uh from colorado and this one was really bizarre mother annie contracted and survived west nile virus in 2012 that's just like such a random thing to say like especially during the the COVID times we're in to mention that Somebody got an infectious disease, but they survived. That's the silver lining.
0: <laughs> I'm just going to go, and, and for mine, I'm just going to say every single person. Every single person had one depressing fact. I know this is the weird route to go, but, I mean, like John was saying, we're seeing these guys having one of the best days of their lives. And it's like, oh, when he was born, he's named after his brother's uncle's best friend who died when he was eight years old. Like, they were reaching for anything, and I think it's it goes along with. I don't know if you guys pay attention to like America's Got Talent, The Voice, all these shows that now have kind of these sob stories for all their contestants. I think they realized like you got to pull on everybody's heartstrings to get extra really good ratings. So, um,
1: what what is it? Pathos.
0: Oh, yeah. the emotions. It's ethos, yeah. I think. No, ethos no, no, no. is ethics. Logic. That's yeah, no, no, that's right. It's pathos. You're right. Um, yeah,
1: playing the pathos card.
0: I would just love to I'm not going to re-watch the draft, but I would love to see if there were any players that didn't have a bad thing about them. Um, well, hopefully ASPN doesn't do that next year because I think they got a lot of negative backlash about it if I'm being from what I saw on Twitter. I don't know what you guys saw. Um, but that being said, let's move to a more positive subject. Let's move to our last segment, the game of the Week. We are doing one of our old segments with a twist. Instead of a practice squad player or a player I made up, we are doing a seventh round draft pick or a player I made up. You guys ready to go? Yes, sir.
2: I hope so. I'm half as good at picking out the practice squad.
0: Yeah, this was John's game. Um. So I have ten names here. I'm going to ask both of you, and you guys tell me what your thoughts are. Whoever has the best score out of ten is going to win. All right? You guys ready? Yes, sir. Number one, quarterback Ben DiNucci from James Madison. I'm going to start with John for this one.
2: I, I think that's made up, David.
0: Eric?
1: I think that's made up because I don't think a James Madison quarterback would get drafted.
0: Both are incorrect. He was actually a real person drafted. I did not put each team for each player, but he was drafted in the seventh round. When I saw he was out of James Madison, I couldn't believe it. Um,
2: I didn't know they had a football team, realistically.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, for 1 for both of you guys. Number 2. Safety. Cameron Curl from Arkansas. Eric. Uh
1: I
2: think that this is fake. I'm going to go with real. Curl, curl route, safety, it's two on the nose. Real.
0: John's living up to the to the nickname as the uh, the practice squad guru or the 7th round guru. He got this one right. He was actually drafted. Another curveball for you. Oh man. All right. Number 3. Punter Sterling Megget from Syracuse.
2: John, I want to say that's not a real player, David. Yeah, I feel like it's
1: not a real player because we'd all think that punters would go in the seventh round. So you're trying to trick us.
2: I and I feel like I would have saw a tweet like, "Alert! Punter drafted." So you both are correct.
0: There actually was a punter drafted in the seventh round uh, from Syracuse, Sterling. I forgot whatever his last name was. I just changed the last name. But (sighs) I think it was to the Falcons.
2: Better to be Uh, lucky than be good, I
0: guess. (laughs) (laughs) All right, so John's up two to one. Question four. Offensive lineman Arlington Hambright from Colorado. Uh,
2: I'll say that's real. I'm going to say that's real as well. I don't think you're that creative, David.
0: (laughs) Wow. Shots fired. You both are correct. (laughs) I'll remember that when I do the next time I make this quiz. (laughs) Uh, So John has a 3-2 to lead. Question five. Safety, Vernon Villanueva
2: from TCU. I don't think he's real, David.
1: Yeah, I don't think he is either. That sounds like a made-up MVP baseball player.
0: Ah, I was trying to trick Eric especially on that one. That is correct. You both are correct. It was a safety burn in something from TCU, but I changed his last name. All right. Question six. Quarterback Tommy Steven from Mississippi State. Eric. Uh, I'm going to say... That's real. John? I think he's fake. Eric is on the board ahead Uh of John. There we go. He is real. Uh, We are now tied three or four to four. No, three to three. Four to four. Four to four. Okay. You're right. You're right. Four questions left. Defensive tackle, Carlos Davis from Nebraska.
1: I don't think that's a real person. I don't think he is either. That's not both, like too much of a normal name. Both get the X.
0: He is a real person. There's a curveball for you. No way he gets a point. Question eight. Linebacker Chappelle Jones from Temple.
2: I'm real sure David.
0: John says he's real, Eric. Uh, I said he's real. You both say he's real? Uh-huh. That's a big X for both of you again. I just shake my head. Mm -mm -mm. You guys are falling apart. Question nine. Quarterback, Nate Cecile from Iowa. Uh,
2: I think he's real. I'll go real, too, just to make sure we have a, a, for all the marbles, last question. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you both are wrong. (laughs) I knew it, too. (laughs) I wanted one big question, though. All right. It comes
0: down to this. Four to four. Last question. Wide receiver slash running back. Malcolm, nicknamed Desi Dutchman.
1: John, do you want to go first and I'll do the opposite or vice versa?
2: Um, Well, I want to say that this person, it's mind games because he sounds too good to be true. It's such a cool name. But I'm going to have to say... David is trying too hard to make us think it's real with all this extra nickname stuff. I think he's fake.
1: Just, just to just to so one of us wins, I'm gonna go real.
0: Eric, do you think it's actually real or fake?
1: I actually think it's real.
0: You actually think it's real? Yeah. Oh, John, hold his crown. He is fake. Yes! I, did, I did try to do the most <laughs> and change it up. Yes. I knew that one was going to make you guys think at the end. Oh, man. Uh, well, that's as fun as it always is. John is the king of that game. Um, but, again, we appreciate everybody listening. Um, for those that didn't hear, we have our – got to throw our bacon sizzle in, our hot take sizzle um we again we appreciate everybody listening um like i said before we are on apple uh podcast now so please go listen leave us a review tell your friends Uh, our baseball podcast has been doing well we were getting 100 listens a week so let's get our football one caught up to our baseball one um we're here again write us on twitter on trip play fantasy if you have anything you'd like us to talk about um fellas anything you want to say before we get out of here uh,
1: guys, give us good ratings, play it, uh, not much else to do during this time, you get to hear us, you know, it's basically like hanging with your friends. And, Hang and on with your just, friends.
2: I'm just going to say, make sure you're quarantined and wear your masks so we get football. Uh, the longer you, you put it off and you don't do it, the longer this thing will go on, so bite the bullet and stay inside.
0: Wise words from John Van Edden. Um, again, we, it's still football season's a little bit away. We're not going to necessarily go back to every week just yet. Um, we will, as it gets a little closer, um, but we are planning to keep producing content for you guys as major news happens. We'll probably do, uh, an episode with all, maybe when Cam Newton and Jameis Winston have both signed, Jameis did sign with the saints or expected to sign with the saints. Maybe talk about some of the fantasy, uh, aspects from those guys, um, but for now, we'll sign off. We'll talk to you guys soon. Stay safe. And uh, we'll, we'll, yeah, talk to you guys soon.